All right, man. It's been a couple of weeks. I did not plan to have this much of a delay, but I got stranded in LA. It took a while to get those negative tests. And then I couldn't deal with recording last week when we were like packing everything up for the fifth time to uh, you know get going. And actually, um, Heather didn't get a negative test. So Sasha and I went, just us two, back to Lisbon, international flight, you know, it's a pain in the ass. And then Heather ended up testing negative like that day. And then two days later, she, she joined yeah, us. Yeah, she back? She yeah, back? she's back. She got back oh, on okay. uh, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. So, but then the thing was, my mom was coming here. When, I don't know if I had mentioned this last pod, but Sasha and I showed up. I didn't sleep, right? I don't sleep on planes. She slept like on me and it was crowded. It was like a hellish flight. So I had like zero sleep. I arrived. The dog sitter drops off Oscar. So now we got the dog uh, who was very happy to see us, by the way. I got Sasha, who's bored, you know, wants to do stuff, and she's tired, cranky. And then my mom comes the next morning at 6 a.m. And like my mom's 75. It's not like she's she's like another kid, basically. Hope she can't hear me because she's here in the other room. And then Heather's not even around for two days. So like I had to deal, I had to seriously deal. You know, plus I have like you know, work and stuff in August. So it was it was rough, but uh everything well, at least Heather smoothly. made it. Wasn't there some wasn't there some international travel thing that came across? I mean, I know Carly shot me something like, uh oh, is Heather gonna be stuck there? Because I think something happened recently or or it's going to. They may be changing some rules or something, but um, we're residents of Portugal. So we have kind of a, right. it would have been like, had to be pretty harsh to, uh, I mean, I don't right. put anything by them. I didn't want to go to the US because I was afraid we we're going to get stuck. And I told her that. And she's like, no, no, no. And we did get stuck for it's a reason. Closer than realize. you thought. Yeah. And, you, well, you yeah. Did, actually, and if yeah, they right, changed right. the rules, you know, they, you're like, oh, they would never do that. Oh, really? They would never do what? Australia is like a friggin' police state. Of course they would do whatever. I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. Anyway, I'm just no, glad to be no, back. No, it was We're great. You, know, you always had a, a, a garden, uh, something in the background going on, buzzing, always in, in your, either a bird or, or you know a lawnmower or something. And then you had, you had, you have a dog going on today on XM show too? So yeah, it, it, it follows well, you. Because my mom <laughs> is like hard of hearing now, right? So my mom's hard of hearing and she comes in and I had to get the door with her earlier because she's like, I could, she's outside and it's not that she's like, taking her with the key for an hour. She's locking the door instead of unlocking it, but it's driving Oscar crazy because he hears someone at the door. So he's barking. It's the beginning of the show. So I have to say, Jeff, just so filibuster, good. So good. talk some so shit. Good. So I had to go out yeah. and let my mom in, not because my mom could have waited to the end of the break, but it was that she was driving Oscar crazy. So I had to let him in. And then I said to her, I said, just play with Oscar, please. Because she didn't. And then he was barking, going crazy. And she was walking out. I said, play with Oscar. I said it like that loud, but she's hard of hearing. So she didn't hear me. Yeah, so whatever. It was it was what it was. Our the XM show always has something. There's always like something going on, like a leaf blower yeah. or or yeah. birds. Or I, know, I love it. No, it's great. It's character. I love back in the day, the best though was when you were in LA and you screamed at that person who kept knocking on your apartment building. You really let them have it. But by the way, your mom's younger than my mom, which I didn't realize until right. I, I heard well, that. Well, you're a very old man. I'm a younger yeah, man yeah. than you. Yeah, in some ways. But anyway, so how you been, man? So you've got to be happy to be back home. Oh, I'm so happy. It's I'm still tired though. I haven't caught up from the jet lag. And like Oscar, I mean, I love the guy and he was so happy to see us. I mean, he was licking my face, jumping on me, squealing when we saw him. He was just, and Heather, when Heather came home, because he was so happy to see Sasha and me, but then, you know, where's, where's his number one? Where's his, you know, his mom. And then she comes home two days later and it was bananas, you know, the way, and Heather was all worried that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't remember her. And, you know, cause he looked so happy in the pictures, but he went bananas, but he's a great guy, but it's like, I got to get up early to walk this guy. Cause you know, we don't, we're not like in a house with like a dog door to go out and pee outside. I got to, we're in a third floor apartment. There's no room to pee. I got to take him down, you know, and every morning, you know, even if I'm, and I like to stay up late till one, that's my thing, you know, and then at seven 30, I got to get up 
And then with the jet lag and my mom's here, Sasha doesn't have school yet. Um, and Heather and I are fighting because she's doing all this stuff. She's done a lot, like taking my mom around, but then she wants me to do stuff. And I'm like, I got work. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot, but it's fine. We're happy to be home. Lisbon's very mellow. It's, it's, it's just, it's good. It's good. So yeah. A couple of things. Hey, you know, you're right. When I came home on a, on a trip, my last trip, my dog Kobe by far beat my children and wife as far as excitedness to yes, see me yeah. return, walk in the door, easily won. Secondly, I know you probably want to start sports first, but I saw Zuby on Rogan and it's just perfectly segues to, he was actually saying that Portugal is like actually kind of, I don't know, it's like the, the maybe the last place I picture list. And I'm curious if that's why you've gotten so, you know, like, you know, the way you are. He said 95% of people outdoors there were wearing masks. Three people yelled at him for not wearing one outside. Oh, really? Nobody there. ever, so, nobody ever so said, curious, one woman said it to me once. Okay. All right. But I, have like also heard, though, I have also heard that Portland, Portugal has decriminalized all drugs that I was unaware of. So props to that. But I, I wanted to bring this up to you. And so you, you talk about Portugal. So do you have any, is that not what you personally see? No, they're masking all over the place on the street for no reason. But in my opinion, one old lady like yelled at me once in the whole pandemic. But my experience is the Portuguese, I don't know, God knows why they're wearing these masks outside, but they mind their own business. Like they're not like, I'll be walking Oscar and there'll be someone with a dog who has a mask, but they're not like giving me attitude. They're just friendly talking to me while they're just like, for whatever reason, they look at me, they're like, he doesn't have a mask. I don't know why, but... And it's obvious why, because it doesn't spread outside when you're, you know, not close together, but, uh, they are obviously wearing it. So they, they don't agree with that. So, but they don't give me attitude about it. It's just more relaxed place. People aren't in your business as much. Now I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to, you know, totalitarianism can come anywhere, but they don't really seem to care what you're doing as much. But Zuby's right that everyone's wearing a mask outside. It's a bit bizarre. LA was like 50, 50, maybe. Um, here it's like 80, well, it's probably like 70, 30 now, but supposedly in September, they're going to, in like a week, they're going to lift, lift all the restrictions supposedly. And Denmark lifted all their restrictions. And I just think like, you know, the only way out is just to embrace it, you know, just to be like, you know, it's endemic and, you know, take the precautions that you personally want to take, but we don't need a whole bunch of regulations about this. So hopefully it goes that direction. I don't know. Knock on wood. I, I don't trust anything anymore, but it's it's definitely more relaxed here. You don't. There's not like it's not this. It's not political as much. You know. There's not this like the good people and the bad people. It's just people do what they're doing. They don't seem to bother me, and they're very friendly, and I don't bother them. So you know, it's that's that's how it should be. You know? Okay, that was maybe an anomalous. A small sample with Zuby visiting there because I was just well, the light bulb. Went no, off no, he, pro- like, oh, he man, probably he probably just freaked out seeing all these people wearing masks outdoors. No, but he like, said three people yelled at him the first day. Oh, I mean, he well, said three, I mean, I don't know. Three separate people yelled at him the first day. Maybe there's outside, some, maybe there's so. some racism here or something like that. But they haven't, they haven't bothered me about it. So, all right, okay. Um, so what what so what's up, man? How what else what else is going on? What what else want to talk about? A lot of stuff. But let's just go to sports first. Let's get into that, and then we can uh, you know go far afield. Yeah, so I got football. my. I, yeah. yeah, a lot of football stuff. I got my prime time uh, on Saturday, and I drew the fourth pick, and it was my it was like the I got the eleventh choice out of twelve, and it was probably my ninth choice or something. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor, but unless Kamara falls, sometimes people take Derek Henry or Zeke at three, occasionally. In which case, I'm going to take Kamara because I think with Winston, I think that's like a game changer. The fact that there's no receivers and there's a you know a non-running quarterback. I think Kamara's just going to go insane for the first month or two. Interesting. Okay, so I have a silver bullet draft uh, Friday night, 
and I got my 12th. So I, I, I drew the 12th choice order, but that got me the fourth pick. Okay. So, so we're in the same, we're in the same. Uh... And I oh. couldn't agree more with you. I was just talking on the Yahoo pod this morning. Um, for some reason, whatever reason I was fading Kamara, I don't want to pay for last year's 21 touchdowns. Um, you have to, it's hard not to love him now. I mean, I'm closer to ranking him second than I am fourth. Uh, that's what I said I to mean, Jeff. I said, why is Cook over Kamara in this situation? I mean, Cook's great, but Kamara's going to catch every pass. It's just, it's just insane. I mean, Winston went, I mean, there's still some concern that Taysom Hill comes into the goal line, but Winston won the quarterback job. No Michael Thomas, no one else there, period, pretty yeah. much. Um, established the run as this uh, guy who just does offensive lines. His number one offensive line is the Saints. So I, I don't know, man. It could all be there. Kamara getting the most workload he's ever gotten in his career is, is a safe to project that. And he and he's money in the bank for his 81 catches, as is. So in a he full PR 100. league. Yeah. He 100. yeah. They are going to throw to him all the time. And he's and the most efficient back in the history of fantasy football, by the way, per touch. He's the right. best in the history yeah. of fantasy football. Yeah. There's that going for him, too. Yeah. So, so, so I'm assuming – these sharp guys, and this is the you know the seventeen hundred dollar buy in one. So I'm assuming it's going to go yeah. McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara. I just think I'll take Kamara. I'll snap call that if I get lucky. But I'm taking Taylor, and I'm telling you at five now. I think I would take Saquon. Now that it looks like he's back for week one, by the way. But at four, I'm taking Taylor. I'm a little worried about some of the offensive line injuries. I think Quentin Nelson's going to be all right, but there's a left tackle that's hurt now. We talked about this. It's just the obvious. It's a second year super stud prospect who lived up to it. They're going to give him the workload. They're going to run it a ton. He's going to catch balls on early downs, even if Hines comes in on third down. Obvious. He's like the DK Metcalf of running back. So just take that guy that's completely healthy in his prime, who's like a mega physical freak prospect on a good in a good situation. Okay, so I love Taylor, and he's my number five player right now. And I, I agree with you. You're saying the same thing as far as I actually like his floor, not just his ceiling. I, I don't like Wentz whatsoever. But um, I'm just disagree with Ted Bell and his take that it's going to be a frustrating committee situation there. Uh, Marlon Mack reportedly is like slow from his Achilles return and Jordan Wilkins is beating him out there. I get that Hines is there, but Taylor is really good. Like yards per route run is a receiver dating back to college too. So why not get the ball in his hands more? I think he's just going to be a monster. But so Zeke, Zeke's on the wrong side of the age and the curve and all that. But, dude, let me just read you these, the first four games. And one of these came in L.A. against the Rams, who allowed the fewest yards per play last year, another in Seattle. But when, when Dak was there, I mean, the guy had 30 targets over four games and um, seven, 10, 12 tar rushes inside the five. Mm -hmm. 12 carries inside the five and 30 targets in four games. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, okay. So, I mean, I, I mean, again, Taylor, I'm beside, I'm debating. So that's why I lean Zeke. I mean, this is the classic dilemma in styles of drafting that I think runs through the industry. There's those old school sharp guys who are like the DFS guys who are just like opportunity is everything. So Zeke opportunity in the situation. Don't overthink talent, right? Don't overthink efficiency, just opportunity. And then there's the other side of it, which is sort of skate to where the puck is going, get the next superstar, the guy who's going to blow up, right? There's two ways to do it. And sort of the buy the book way is just to take Zeke and not even think twice. Like, of course, Zeke Elliott in that Dallas offense, you know, in that Dallas system, like no, nothing else to think about. Why mess around with Carson Wentz and some offensive line injuries and, you know, some other running backs? Why even go, get involved with this sort of chancy situation when you can just sort of bank this guy on the Cowboys? You know, that's just so obvious. That's one way. But the other way is why are you taking 26 year old, 1500 carry Zeke when you got a super stud monstrous back in his peak of peaks? He's gotten over the curve now 
and he's totally healthy and has low mileage. This is the year. This is the 2,000-yard year for these guys. That's the dilemma. And that's a dilemma every round, actually. Do you draft like Dalton or you draft like Pinot? You know, that's the, that's the every round is this. It's a, it's a good debate. You know, I mean, I think it's a good debate. I know. And I'm leaning the PL way here. If, if for no other reason, I might just do that because um, I'm going to have a couple more prime times. And I think Taylor's ADP is like eight or nine. So I have a yeah. better chance of getting him later. If I want Zeke, he's going to be gone four or five typically. But man, I don't know. Maybe uh, Taylor's so good. I don't know. Normally, I'm not the guy drafting the person who's already peaked. Uh, and I know it's true. You're, you're drafting, but you know Zeke may just be one of those dudes who has like a six-year run of being really good, and yeah. this is the last year, and and it's a monster. I, I think I'm still taking Taylor. I see the case for Zeke. I got him at nine in my last beat Chris list, by the way. Yeah. But I see the case for Ta uh, for Zeke. Yeah, no you didn't alert me of that one, by the way. Not even a not even. A, oh, uh, I didn't know you wanted to be because I thought you were scared. Yeah. But I, I'm sure you're terrified of the team that I took Etn in the third and took him from you. I'm sure mm -hmm. you, you're really terrified. And yeah. Irv Smith is my, is my tight end one and T.Y. Hilton in that league. So that, that team's loaded. But then Barkley. I mean, Barkley's playing week one. Now, I know the line sucks, but I mean, Barkley. That's because Allen's in, in that league, by the way. Aren't you cursed every year? That the, the yeah, every year I lose yeah. to Holland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he knew we yeah. wanted to get into. But Barkley's anyway, uh, so hard. Barkley and Swift are the two guys I just throw my hands up and I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. They could go either way. They could be the number one player down the stretch or they could just be a disaster of a pick. So, but yeah, I mean, why not Barkley? I mean, if he looks ready to go week one and you you want your, I mean, there's not even rotisserie. You want the playoff, the later games actually count more. So yeah. I, and I and he was the number two pick last year. I mean, you know, if he's healthy, if he's good, he's good. And and people are like, Oh, but the line sucks and Danny Dimes sucks. Well, I don't know. And he, he didn't throw it as much Eli, you know, there is something to that. He doesn't Eli check down to him like as much, crazy. but, yeah. but, and, and Danny Dimes is not, enough of a check down guy it's true but with eli shitty eli the worst worst bottom of the barrel eli the last year of eli he had you know that rookie year where he had five yards of carry 1300 yards rushing and 91 catches i mean we, we know how good this guy's he had seven runs of 40 plus yards the second guy in the league was like chubb with three that huh. year so he's and then the next year he missed four games and played hurt for a couple games but still 4.6 yards of carry like 52 catches and 13 i mean this guy, when healthy, is always bald, and it's not like the team around him was ever good. That was Danny Dimes' rookie year, that second year. So, no, and I would, yeah, no, I mean, I, the the bull case is definitely there for Barkley in a full PPR league. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, no, no question. So I could, I could see it too, and I bet he does get pushed up, especially the news just broke that it looks like it's encouraging. He's gonna, he's gonna play week one. So who are you taking, Barkley or Henry, in round one? Like oh god, Henry yeah, in the full PPR. I've been shading. Maybe that guy's just different, man. Looking at his high school uh highlights, it's just a different dude. But 800 carries the last two years, probably probably Barkley. Just okay. I don't know. I, I hate buying so I hate buying high. Like I, I don't, yeah. I'd rather the guy like getting Barkley in the second round. Yeah, yeah. pick 13. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but, uh, but no, 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 I don't mean that. No, no, no. I mean off last season. I'd rather the guy that oh, you buy the cheap off. guy. Yeah, I'd rather Barkley just because he's coming off the worst year. I mean, this is, I don't know, there's not a ton of, those are close. Those are close calls. What, who are you targeting in round two then? Let's go with this. If we have the same exact okay, pick, so, I mean, so I'll go Taylor in round one. I, I, I can nutless it up and do Zeke. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's a nutless pick. I'm just saying it's a nutless pick. But anyway, so, okay. but I could do it. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. And then round two, I'm looking at AJ yeah. Brown. I'm looking at AJ Brown. I mean, I think he'll be there. If someone jumps him, then Jefferson will be there. Um, yeah, we have pick have 21 in primetime. AJ Brown is 23 ADP. So there you go. Right. But you never know. I, I don't think I was thinking about, you know, if AJ Brown went, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I, I'm getting, 
I, I could see the, the league winning potential of Edwards Alaire, but I just don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to check it down. I don't think he's going to yeah. get 60, 70 catches. I think he'll get 47 catches. And then, yeah, he could And he might just touchdowns. be really, really mediocre, too. He might just be really mediocre. You yeah. know, I, you know, the more I delved in, uh, into it, I guess he was like, was more volume at LSU as a receiver. It's like yards per route run were nothing special. Um, right. I don't know. I, people I trusted loved his film, but, you know, maybe he's not that great of an actual player, too. I mean, the situation's obviously amazing or possibly, but you're right about the check down. I mean, they took too. him in the first round. They yeah. believe in him. You know, they took him the yeah. first round, but then they signed Le'Veon yeah. Bell. But he was hurt last year also. I don't know. There's, there's upside, but for sure. I think I'm taking one of those receivers. So I think I'll get, if I don't get Brown, I'll get Jefferson. I, I would, I don't think Ridley will make it, but I'll take, I'll take any of those guys. I don't think Diggs will make it either, but I'll take even Hopkins. And now I like Ridley better than Hopkins now that he seems past the foot thing. Uh, but I oh, would yeah. take Hopkins if I had to. I, I like Hopkins. Hopkins is still walk out of bed, 110 catches, 1300 yards and eight touchdowns. So I'm not, not worried about Hopkins, but yeah, I'm going to take a receiver there. And, and you then, love Metcalf if he fell. Metcalf. Oh, I would. That, it's never going to make it. It's just I'm not even going to think about that because this is everyone's wise. And Metcalf should go in the first round. I mean, he's he's like he's so ridiculous. Um, his uh, ADP in prime times are eight is eighteen point two. Yeah, but you know, you have a chance. Not going to not going to happen. Not going to happen. The dream I mean, would be Nick Chubb falling down there. And I, by oh. the way, I probably could talk myself into Ceh, even though I was saying that negativity. I mean, that yeah. is about you know, I could touch. I, could I mean, it. it's not crazy. I'm, would I go to McLaurin or Allen Robinson there? I don't think so. But I don't know what I do. I, I don't want the tight ends. I don't want Waller. I just don't want it. He's probably going to be good, but I don't care. I yeah. I feel like I, I just consider, want... I will consider Waller and I will consider Lamb if the other receivers are gone too. You I think Lamb's too high? I think he's a good early third. I know it's splitting hairs. We're talking about five picks different, but I feel like you know if DK Metcalf is going like the fourth or fifth pick of the second round and then like three picks later you see... Like CeeDee Lamb is not the athlete that Metcalf is. CeeDee Lamb would be more like Keenan Allen or somebody if he blows up. He's just gonna get like 110. I don't think he's gonna like light light up the light them up down the field or anything like that. That's Cooper and Gallup. So I think CeeDee Lamb, it, let's say CeeDee Lamb, everything goes right. 100 and t- 108 catches, you know, 1,350 yards and 10 touchdowns, maybe something like that. That's you're looking at like Hopkins. You know, the second round guys like Ridley and Metcalf. Ridley could have 1,600 yards. Well, yeah, I prefer those. DK yeah. Metcalf. No, I prefer those yards. two for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I prefer those two for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not moving up Lamb to that level. I, I think he's probably good, but he's not that fast. And he's he's just kind of like quick and good at receiver. He's like Keenan Allen or something. So I'm, I, I'm, I like him in the third. I don't like him in the second. So AJ Brown, so I'm hoping realistically comes to me. I don't want to take CEH. I definitely don't want to take Mixon. Okay, but you know, the, a lot yeah. of the old school guys who are good, they take Mixon. They're like, oh yeah, what's the problem? 275 carries and 50 catches. You got a problem with that in the second round running back? They just take, that's just like the, they'll take Zeke and they'll take Mixon. Like, why wouldn't I take the all down backs on both teams? Yeah. But no, no you know, Bernard too. Like, you know, he's going to soak up all those targets. I mean, I can see it. I just don't want Mixon. I don't want to take Mixon and be like, yeah, I did the smart thing. I got the guy with the volume. And then he gets hurt in week three. And I'm like, or he sucks, yeah. or the Bengals line is terrible. And I'm like, uh, I want to go down. This might be a, a leak in my game, but I want to go down with a guy I like. You know, I took Jonathan Taylor and, and he got hurt, or you know, the Colts line sucked or something. I, I want to I want to have Taylor and I want to have one of those receivers. So Taylor Brown is my is my hope, basically. The next guy at our ADP, this is wild, is James Robinson at 33-ish. Right. So I talked to Pino about that. He, he likes him around four, but that's not there in this. I mean, it can be. It's You know, what's one cool thing about this year is it's way more jumbled than it's ever been. Like, I've never seen so many 
different guys coming around in the middle of the second round. Like Chubb is in the second round, snap, call it. Uh, Diggs can go in the middle of the second or he can go in the first. Like all these guys are way more uh, volatile in their ADP than, than in years past. Some real man took Mahomes at fifth overall in one of the prime times. Um, and then Kittle will be around there. Um, who? You, oh, uh, yeah, I heard you talking actually on the XM, so I know. And I agree with you that all these receivers are just so similar. The Godwins, Cups, um, yeah. you know, how do you how do you really distinct, distinguish between that tier? It's, it's not easy. Yeah, p is just like, just get two of them, and that's fine. But I want the hero pick. I want to get the winning. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to make the oh, dominant. And take Judy. Pick. Real man takes Judy. Then no, he'll, he'll get him. In, well, you could get. You might need to get him in four because he's probably not going to be there at the end of five. But I. Uh, I don't love Judy that much. I like him, but I think he's pushed up to where he. I, I don't. You know, I got. Yeah, you're right. Seven. You can get him in the fourth. It's forty seven. You can get him yeah. in the fourth. Okay, yeah. you still but, can. Okay, but Deontay Johnson is is half the time there at our pick. But Deontay Johnson is like. He's getting like 15, 16 targets a week in, in the second half of the season. And he is so quick if you watch that guy play. It's like that guy is the quickest receiver in the NFL. He's not the fastest receiver, but he's the quickest. And he drops a lot of passes, but no one can cover him. I kind of like him in round three. P&I was trying to talk me out of it because Roethlisberger is so, is so iffy. Now they have a whole new offensive coordinator now. Might actually, maybe he'll allow them to call play action, uh, Robsberger. But um, so so Johnson's ADP in these prime times is forty, so it's exactly where our pick would be in pick four if you wanted to right. roll the dice there for what it's worth. But I know but you said I, whatever you. But since I don't have a strong preference in three, like yeah. in other words, like if I really oh yeah, I don't care about three. that. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been so, able. I've totally. Uh, I've learned in baseball if there were ten guys this year that I liked it, that went in round ten. What I decided is the guy I like the most is then became my eighth round pick. I didn't right. care about the ADP in that sense. I'm just like, I want all those guys. If they all go in the same area and I'm pushing up, I don't care if it's two and a half rounds because right. I'm getting these other guys that I want next. So I mean, I don't know if that totally fits with early football, but I'm, I'm for it, dude. Especially if you like this, like you said, the, the, the pick following round is a similar boat then go with the guy you like. I mean, I like Godwin too. So I, if I got Godwin, I could chance that I got Deontay. But if I want Deontay, just take him and either Godwin or Cup or somebody's going to be there probably. And, uh, and so, okay, fine. And worst case, you know, maybe Kyler Murray's there and I say, screw it. I'll take Kyler Murray. Uh, if, if, if the guys I really like are gone, but there's a good, really good chance that even Tyler Lockett, Pino kind of talked me into Lockett a little bit, I like that, you know, in round four, I would take him, you know, so I've, you know, then I got my three receivers and it's a very boring draft, one running back, three receivers, but it's where I'm picking, you know, I would like to go Chubb and Barkley at the turn or, and then get, you know, McLaurin with the first pick of the third round or something like that. But that's not where I'm picking. I don't, I don't have that option. So Swift is is at 40. What if he falls to to you at, at pick four. four? Yeah. Well, Seslowski was talking him up on, on his segment. Uh, we had him on the other day. And I mean, uh, 10 touchdowns, 57 targets in 13 games as a rookie. You have to project him for 100 targets. I mean, if he plays, because there's no one else there in hurt. Detroit. I mean, the problem is always he's hurt. hurt. And, he and, it's groins, a recurring, yeah, and it's yeah. a recurring yeah. groin injury dating all the way back to college. Yeah. He terrifies me. And Yeah. yeah. I don't like four, but I got Taylor. I got AJ Brown. I've got two guys that I really like, and I'm happy with at the price. And then in round three, I you know I gamble on Deontay Johnson, but whatever. I, if he just is okay, that's fine. And round four. But in overall, test if Swift hits in round four, there's your winner. You know, I mean. Well, maybe. I mean, the problem with football, it's not like baseball, right? Like that playoffs is a whole different season that has nothing to do with the rest of the year. So sure. even if you have like the dominant guy. And you're like first, you know, or tenth or whatever, heading in the playoffs. It really doesn't mean anything. So you know, it's football. It's hard to say like you drafted a league winner. You drafted a playoff, 
you drafted a guy who put you in the playoffs and then the playoffs are kind of a whole other season, right? Because that's why I think zero RB is the best way, even though I don't do it it's because zero RB probably is the most likely to get you in the playoffs and then anything can happen. That's kind of my theory. Yeah. I think zero RB, well, it's very boomer bust, but it's only two teams make the playoffs, sometimes three in those leagues. Like it is boomer bust. It's not like a regular league where you want to be one of six teams to qualify. You have to have a very good team. I don't mind zero RB. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't do it at four, but you know, I could see doing it at 12, you know, and just taking like Adams and Metcalf or Hill and Metcalf or Adams would be gone, but like Hill and Metcalf or Metcalf and Ridley at the turn. And then around three, you take McLaurin. And then around four, you take one of those guys like Godwin. And then you start, you know, getting like the Gus Edwards, Darrell Henderson, whatever in round five, six, there's a lot of running backs. I started to realize is Darrell Henderson, Gus Edwards. Now I was out on Damian Harris, but now I'm going to lose that bet to you. Uh, now the cam. Oh yeah, his least... ADP is a little bit higher than Singletary. <laughs> uh, is that what we bet on Singletary? Yeah, does. <laughs> you took Singletary over him in a draft, and I gave yeah, you I a hard did, time. I did. I did. Yeah. I think we have a bet on that too. No, but, we uh, do. Yeah, but uh, I think we, I deleted that one. I mean, if Cam's the QB, there's no upside for for, for Harris. But with Mac Jones, and, and you know, maybe Harris catches 20 passes because check, quarterbacks who check down check down on first and second down too. You know, the third down back is there on a passing down as an outlet. But like, you know, Ronald Jones is going to catch 25 passes, even though he can't catch. Because Brady, when he's on the field, if there's pressure, things aren't open. He's going to throw to the back. It's like the idea that like, oh, he can't catch. Well, no, if the quarterback throws it to you, you will catch it most of the time. So Harris could even get some catches. He's going to get the goal line. Although the only danger with Harris that could beat you is uh, Ramondi Stevenson. Stevenson looks like a good. baller. Yeah, I know. I got him in a really few good, leagues, yeah. too. You know, like a like beast, a yeah. yeah, I know he might, he might just be better. And then that's that, you know? So yeah, but they, they have a really good offensive line. I think they're going to pound it a good defense too. Yeah. I like Harris, but I, they don't throw it to him whatsoever. And in your, in fairness to you, our other previous bets, while I'm still, I think both those guys got hype, uh, both Hardman and well, he also has a fair share of detractors, but Corey Davis right now, even I have ranked ahead of Hardman. Well, also so. you definitely have ranked ahead in an over under bet. I mean, the only reason Hardman's even in his neighborhood is because Hardman has way better I get, upside. Yes, the upside, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, if you're right, just saying right. like who's going to get more points, you definitely want Davis. I know, but like, I'm just saying right now, I would personally probably draft Corey take Davis, Davis over Hardman. Up. Is what I'm okay. saying, and then I wouldn't have is what I'm saying. But the okay. Singletary Damian Harris difference in ADPs is is pretty funny now. It's whatever crazy. it was, it's gotten crazy yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, deservedly so. I mean, that was a big. Uh, I should. I mean, there was like a you know 50 chance of that happening. Did you not? Yeah. Don't be like I, I don't like to victory lap things, but that this is one I will say was not like. I, I mean, I was calling. Like, I mean, you watched Cam Newton play football last year, right? I mean, it was pretty rough. I mean, it I was not I thought Cam good. was going to win the job as of this week. I thought I really thought, like, Belichick just doesn't like rookies. They're going to play but, a smash mouth. They like him at the goal line. I thought maybe Cam had COVID. See, I've been, a, little... see, I've been a Mac Jones guy for so long now, so you know. I mean, that's the thing. I'm a Mac Jones guy. You know, you know what's going to be sad? Uh, when Mac Jones is better than Trey Lance, who's not hurt his finger. I know. That's no, going to be Trey... sad. The whole – no – like the most broken man in the world is like hoping for fields. And then you talk yourself into Lance because fields is out of the, the conversation. And then you panic where they're saying it's definitely going to be Jones. And you're so pissed about it saying it's a waste. How, why did they trade for a non-mobile quarterback? And then, uh, then you start talking yourself into Mac Jones because you're so desperate. And then it is Lance. And then if Mac Jones was better in the end anyway. I never threw him under the bus, though. With that, I, I knew I was worried ever since when when the Patriots he fell the Patriots. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, he's 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 gonna have he's a gonna good get career, the right but, coaching. He's gonna be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Patriots anyway. can't develop shit. Look at Nikhil Harry and Sony Michelle. By the way, I, I like Sony Michelle. I think Sony Michelle Ooh, could be too. could be good because 
Henderson, he's just got that vibe of not can't be trusted. I, I like him in the sixth round, kind of, because you know, if you don't do the crystal ball injury thing, you're like, well, I mean, he's quick, he's good, he can catch, he's in a good offense, he's the starter. That's a great deal in the sixth round. But I have a bad vibe about him. I feel like Sony Michelle is gonna have that job. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, I mean, I've never been so excited to draft someone with arthritic knee, but I have him like right behind the AJ Dillon, Ronald Jones, just right there. Yeah, no. yeah they don't. Henderson can't stay healthy, and that's the system that that Todd Gurley ran 54 touchdowns right. over three years. And, he, and speaking yeah. of arthritic knees, yeah. he had arthritic knees for half the time. So, and Sony Michelle, I don't follow college, but I am told he absolutely could be a receiver out of the backfield. It's just the Patriots did not throw it to him. And uh, last year. Number one in yards per touch in the entire NFL running back, Sony Michelle. Number two in rushing yards over expectation. I know it was limited sample. Uh, maybe he won't hold up. But, yeah, the Rams with Matthew Stafford and McVay and only Henderson ahead of him. Xavier Jones on IR, by the way. Jake Funk yeah. is the other guy there. Totally yeah. in on Yeah, Michelle. Yeah. Draft Michelle in the eighth, ninth, tenth round because he could win your league. Yeah, okay. So I'm in on him. The other guy that I wasn't in on, but then I, uh, I saw this Scott Barrett tweet and I got sucked into it, was – uh, Elijah Moore, you know, there's all this hype about him. And then he hurt his quad, but he's back. But there's like a video of AJ Brown like, almost in tears saying how amazing Elijah Moore is because they both went to, you know, that uh, Ole Miss had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. That's what I wanted my fantasy team is those receivers. And then Elijah Moore was there too. And he's saying, oh, you can do stuff that I can't even think of doing. And then Odell Beckham was like, oh yeah, he's the one. He's the one. And then Chad Ochocinco was like, oh, he's like me, but faster. Like, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to get sucked in. You know, I'm starting to say, you know, he's 11th round ADP, but like if I have to go in the eighth or ninth, like I may have to just pull the trigger on that and make sure I have a share. What do you think? So I, I agree with you again here, unfortunately. And I also like Corey Davis too. So I actually have them ranked 34th and 35th. I mean, I, they're like both wow, that's wide receiver three. I, and, and I was like always skeptical of Zach Wilson too, but I think he can, there's no one else really. I mean, I guess if Crowder emerges, but I'm buying the Elijah Moore hype 100%. And uh, I have him ranked ahead of Jamar Chase among rookies. Even I, I think he, yeah, I'm, I'm falling for it too. Maybe I'm a sucker. I thought I was being aggressive. I had him like I had a gallop and I was like, oh, that's being aggressive. But you have him 35, 34. Wow. All right, so I'm glad we're not in the same league because we'd just be sniping each other's players uh, every pick. All right, so but you uh, would take Corey Davis first. I, what I meant, I said I had no, no, I wouldn't take Corey Davis. I wouldn't. Oh. I mean, I like Corey Davis fine, but you would take more like, ahead of him. You're saying I, no because he's going to go way no. earlier than right. Moore is going to go. I think, right. but right. I feel like you know, gun in my head, I think I'd rather right. have okay. more. Okay. But okay, but I think fair. Davis will go in like round eight, and then I'll get more in like round nine probably. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to wait. Uh, in, in a in a sharp league, like, you know, high stakes. I think you have to pounce on the guys you want. Yep. And even then, you never really know. But that's yep. interesting. So a couple guys I'm out on. I'm out on Juju. I never take him where he's going. I think he's Jarvis Landry, but he goes in the sixth. Jarvis Landry goes in the ninth. There's nothing wrong with a boring PPR guy to have on your team. But why are you spending a six-round pick on him? Agreed. I have him with the Brandon Cooks of the world. And even I would draft Elijah Moore over him. Yeah. I, okay. I agree. Yeah, they had, how did he score nine touchdowns? I don't think that's going to happen again. They have to use him differently. And, and Claypool is going to Claypool is only playing like sixty percent of the snaps last year. That's going to that's going to change. So then, right? You have Claypool who's like a total freak, and then you have Deontay Johnson who's like unguardable. Like, what's Juju's role except to catch easy? And, short oh, and Friar Muth will get red zone looks too. Like that's right. where Juju was 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 like getting buoyed by some like these TDs that I just do not right. expect to repeat. All right, and then my top Dolphins receiver is Jalen Waddle. So I've got him ahead of both Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. Fuller can't stay healthy. He's suspended a week. And Parker is always banged up too, and he's getting older. 
And Waddle was the fifth overall pick, right? Sixth, sixth overall, sixth overall pick. And I'm just gonna, I'm just saying, like this guy is is better than the guys they have. That Will Fuller is good when healthy, but I'm not gonna count on that unless he roids up again, in which case he'll get suspended again. And uh, and Devonte Parker, I'm, I think he's just like on the down. You know, he he had a, a brief peak when he was healthy, but I'm not really buying into him. Any thoughts on that? He- yeah, no, I have Waddle the highest, and I'm looking, and that's the way it is. They're being drafted that way, okay. too. Waddle's right. going ahead of Fuller. Yeah, no, totally. Fuller's suspended a game, always hurt. Uh, Waddle has a connection with Tua from college, and came out right away that, like, oh, he's not recovered from ankle surgery earlier this summer, and that quickly flipped to, like, a ton of just praise and all the, throughout camp. Yeah, he looks like he's the real deal, so, yeah, I don't find that. Yeah, okay. it's the only uh, thing I disagree with. The only thing I don't like is how much we're agreeing with each other, but. Yeah. I'll give you a couple other guys that I'm yeah. I, I want to get. Oh, but I mean, I've only got one draft left, so I don't, you know, I'm not gonna get all this. I have guys. ten, ten more. <laughs> You're a psycho. I like Jalen Rieger. I want to get him late. I feel like Devonta Smith might be the guy, but he was a first round pick. He showed some flashes in camp. I saw some good little highlights of him. He looked like confident and he was hurt all last year. So that's a guy I'm gonna get some shares in as a year two breakout. It's not like a fifth round guy in year two. This is a first round pick in year two who's going to start and get a ton of snaps. So that's one guy I got. Um, Interesting guy. I don't have an opinion on him. I've actually personally been not, I guess because I don't have him, so I, don't, I haven't been actively going after him. I've been getting the Brian Edwards, even the Valdez Scantlings of the world instead of him. But I love Hertz, man. You know, he had the best YPA from a clean pocket among the rookies last year. I think he's, I think he's Hertz is fine. So I guess that I like Hertz too. I like Hertz yeah. too. And the Minshew thing is kind of, he's just a backup. I mean, he's fine. Well, that, but- that's just because Jacksonville's, ridiculous they should not be giving him away for six when he's available for a six rounder why not i mean take him yeah upgrade your backup situation yeah so one other guy moved up my guy Kadarius tony the ghetto chad knows talent he's not he's not splitting the atom but he knows talent they took this guy in the first round he's healthy for week one galladay should also be healthy for week one but i don't trust that hamstring and shepherd's always concussed and hurt and slayton's just a guy he's okay but i don't think you know he's not guaranteed anything ingram's already hurt I think Tony has a role. So that's my like 19th round guy is Canarius Tony. Yeah, I wrote in a column. I'd rather listen to Kenny G than draft him, but I can't get on board the uh, Kadarius Tony. Get a, well, isn't he been like Tony. missed? Isn't he like missed? He missed most of the camp. <laughs> so did Odell Beckham as a rookie. He missed four games. He had a hamstring, came in, lit the league uh, on fire. I guess it's, if Galladay and Slayton missed, and Evan Ingram were all hurt, and but he's also, all hurt he's too, also I mean, like, I guess it's, it's, he's like this. I think super, the answer is Sterling Shepard. I think is the answer. I think that's the answer for like four weeks until he gets concussed, and then it's going to be uh, Tony. Anyway, that's my flyer. Okay. I've been moving up Michael Pittman for obvious reasons. I feel like now it's kind of a easy call. I know Paris Campbell, people like him, but I think Pittman. It's kind of obvious. Try to think of who else. That um oh I'll give you a, a couple okay. ones. I Nico Collins in Houston. I Brandon Cooks could get traded. He's a rookie that could emerge down the stretch. But then do you have Marquez Callaway ranked like as your 110th receiver or something? I heard it on XM. I forgot I wrote it down somewhere. He was in no, the mid 70s, mid 70s or something. You realize that guy's going in the eighth round at prime time. I, I got I got him at 60. I got him at 62. I'm not okay. buying uh, among receivers. So uh, yeah, so you're not exactly buying. You're not exactly buying. I, got, I mean, I don't know if he or Traquan Smith is ahead uh, on the depth chart. Michael Thomas is coming back eventually. So, true so he went a, overall 60th in a draft. He did, uh, you well, have him maybe, lower among your receivers than he went in a seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. Where, where, where do you where do you have Callaway? I have. Let me see where I have him. I have him. I have him thirty three. Wow, thirty three among receivers. I mean, if he's the number one receiver on the Saints, there's no one there. I don't under. I mean, is that crazy? Maybe it's crazy. I, it's I, zero I, zero so, history. There was one year I tell the story on XM all the time where the Niners had like Kaepernick toward the end. 
and they had nobody. Yes, the, he's Tory Smith. Yes, Tory yes. Smith. He was the only guy you'd ever heard of. And I was like, okay, I'd give him like 80 catches for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, I gotta give him that because there's no one else I've even heard of. They're not even like pedigreed guys. There's nobody there. So I put the projections in and, and on my list, like he's always at the top of my queue for like two rounds. Nobody wants him. I'm like, Tory Smith, I got him in like five teams. Did absolutely nothing. There was nobody who did well in that passing game. I think it's dangerous. I know Sean Payton's offense and Winston can at least generate fantasy stats is, is better than that situation. But I think it's very dangerous to just be like, oh, that's the guy. It's like Mike Davis. People are like, oh, Mike Davis. Let's give him 240 carries and 45 catches because there's no one there. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know? like Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's I the don't. same argument. It's the same. Maybe. Cal- Unless you think maybe. Marcus I think Cal- it's a little different, a, a receiver getting 120 targets and a running back getting 300 touches, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe. No, maybe. It's, it's not. You know, the, touch, the running back is better because the running back is like, there's no. No, like, but I mean, what's more far-fetched to ask a guy that out of nowhere is what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like. Oh, I, I think the receiver's hard. The receiver's got to get open. The running back just has to stand next to the quarterback and take the ball. No, you know, but he has see- to withstand it, and he's never done it his whole career. And the, the, All right, all right. maybe I'll give me Callaway's a no-name, and it's a, a nobody who can't do it when we start playing against the pros. I mean, yeah, I mean, does he – I mean, his, his college profile suggests that he – some people liked him, and for what it's worth, he's a 37th receiver off the board in primetime drafts. Yeah, so I'm not I mean, the market, the market likes him. Yeah, you're not that crazy, I guess. Was he undrafted? Was he drafted? I, I pre- uh, yeah, I know. I, I saw some something some hype he, about the college. But yeah, I know. I know that obviously he doesn't have a, a high pedigree or anything. Yeah, and he and he. Uh, let me look at the college numbers. You know, he didn't. He, he had twenty one yards a catch his last year, but he only had thirty catches, so he didn't do much I mean, in maybe, college. Maybe Traquan Smith gets healthy and he's the guy, number one guy. Well, that's again. the thing. Traquan Smith is out. free. Like you know, yeah. it's like if someone's drafted. He's still sidelined. They, he's still hurt. He's still yeah. not practicing. He's like, not even playing I, right now. Yeah, still I mean, not. But Traquan actually showed a spark last year. He made some plays, a couple of plays last year. And there and was good went, buzz early summer before he, he went down. And he to ran, like, a, oh, four, yeah. and yeah, he ran a sub 4.5. You know, Callaway's at 4.55. Five. Callaway only weighs 200 pounds for 6.2. I don't know. Maybe he's And good. he happened to catch those touchdowns in like a pre- preseason game that was on TV, you know, so people were watching it. I think it was yeah. an island game, so people it, watched it. It's, it seemed crazy to me like that, that he suddenly <laughs> drafted there, but – but maybe yeah, I'm no, maybe wrong. Maybe it's too. Probably the truth pro- obviously somewhere in between. Yeah. You know, maybe not early but maybe 30s, I'm wrong. but – they're probably not seventies or whatever. So, yeah, and I, I don't know about what the deal is with uh, you know the Saints. Obviously, don't tell you until like a month later if they're one of their receivers has surgery. So we don't even know yeah. what the deal yeah. is with Traquan Smith. Yeah. But Traquan was good. Nine yards a target last year. He had four hundred forty-eight yards, four TDs. He's had fourteen TDs in the last three years in his three-year career. Traquan. He ran a. Uh, Traquan is more of an athlete. He ran a not much more four four nine six two two ten instead of two hundred four. Bigger, but you know, better size, speed kind of guy. I don't know. I mean, it's it's close. Thirty three is just great. Like I don't know. That's like is that like ahead of Odell Beckham? Where do you have Odell Beckham? No, 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 not even close. No, I have Beckham early twenties. Oh wow, Beckham, I have Beckham. Long, I have thirty one. I have Beckham twenty four. Yeah, you have him ahead of like, but some real guys though. Um, I, I guess I'm not going to get any Marquez Cal. The thing is, that, the thing about this is, it doesn't really matter if you rank the guy forty fifth. Or a hundredth, like you're not going to get him, and that's the end of that. Like it doesn't really matter. Like you're not going to be like, oh, you know, if he's good, you know, big deal. You yeah, know? and I think that's a big jumble of uh, a tier there. I don't, I don't see any big guys that I feel comfortable. Like, oh, I ranked him over that guy. I mean, I see, like, I like Gallup. I mean, I really like Gallup, but I mean, I don't know, Jamar Chase, Marvin Jones, who Galladay, who who are the, it's who so are the funny. Other we have such different. We have we have a different board. Like I've got guys like Jarvis Landry at 36 in a full PPR. That is. 
Landry's uh, going 49th in I know, prime time I know. leagues, full I, PPR. I mean, you, yeah, you're definitely have a different board for sure. I mean, why, why is Landry not going to catch 85 passes? Because he wasn't good last year without Beckham, and now he's a year because, older. Like, what, because, what is this? first of all, there were like there were like three games that there was no offense at all. Yeah, win, in, in yeah. There. Okay, yeah. okay. So that just got wiped out. Secondly, Landry is better with Beckham because he he's not the number one guy that can be like he needs a guy who's like stretching the defense and uh, he's not going to beat double coverage. Landry's the short route runner. He's the Juju Smith-Schuster. He still had 8.3 yards per target last year, despite all that win game, 8.5 the year before. He had 138 targets the year before in 16 games. His 101 targets last year was in 15. That's a pace for like 110. I think he's going to be back up around 130. And Beckham, you know, I hope he stays healthy. I love Beckham, but like, can't count on that. You got like Donovan Peoples-Jones maybe, or one of the tight ends, but I think Landry's going to catch, you know, 85, 90 passes. I think it's just easy. He's just one of those yep. guys like Tyler Boyd or Juju who's going in the sixth round, both those guys, and he's there in the ninth. Uh, I, I definitely like Tyler Boyd. I, um, yeah, maybe we don't see as similar as we thought. You just happened to pick the players that we, we agreed on. I can't get aboard with Michael Thomas, the 39th receiver off the board in primetime. 41. I got him at 41. Yeah. But in a 10-man bench, Jeff got him in like the ninth. He slipped a bit. And I, I like that. Like He had like Metcalf and Robbie Anderson as his one and two, and he has a bunch of like third receiver types. But like he's got Michael Thomas, so let's say with Winston, he comes back in a month, and he's Michael Thomas, and you go to the playoffs, and you got no, 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 no. Michael Thomas can't play until week eight. Oh, is it eight that he's now? Yeah, Michael Thomas no. can't play oh, until week eight because they they got a buy. No, I thought yeah, it's got, six it's games, weeks. right? Yeah, yeah okay. So then they got a buy in six, and then they're off at seven. I thought like, maybe I'm way off no, no. on that. Well, he's, well, thought, he's missing okay. six games. I mean, yeah. whether yeah, yeah, whatever, he's playing ten games, including your fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think in, in round nine, it makes sense. And FFC does have deep, deep benches. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, and it's just benches. like, remember, the playoffs are a second season. You're not like, oh, the playoffs are only mm -hmm. a small percent. No, you start again. And if he is getting like 10 catches a game, I mean, that's, you know, that's just a huge windfall. So, yeah, um, his, his ass is going to be benched. Marquez Callaway blowing up is what's going to happen <laughs> when he comes back. He's going to be distant second in target. I, I mean, I will not. I will never say. I will never say an unknown guy can't do it. He could do it. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just who, saying. Who was it? Miles Austin came out of absolutely nowhere. Was this dude? I drafted monster. him that year in a couple of leagues, and he did nothing for four games, and I had to drop him because I was like, you know, how many receivers do you have that you're hoping blow up that don't? And then like week four or five, he just went. Ballistic. Oh, you drafted him? In my memory, he was un unknown. No, he was, like, no, no, he he was known. Okay. He was like a he was like a sleeper, one of those guys. Okay. He was like the right. he was the Kadarius Tony of his day, you know. So <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> a first round pick though. Yeah. So okay. um, one guy I downgraded a lot was Curtis Samuel, but now it looks like he's back mm. for week one. But I have him at 52 because I was just like he was away. Maybe I'll move him up to about 48. No, no there. argument here. I mean, the guy's miss misses time constantly. Yeah, no, I have him. Yeah. yeah, I'm even lower than that. But um, yeah, the idea of him is great following Scott Turner too from Carolina. Right. But I mean, he's just always, always banged up. And they have Logan Thomas there, obviously, with Scary Terry. Okay, so those are the receivers. Talk a few running backs. Latavius Murray, I moved him up pretty high. He's like in full PPR. He's my 21st back right behind Chris Carson, no, right? No, right you said Chris Latavius Murray. Murray. Who? Who are you talking oh, about? Sorry, I, I don't mean, I meant Gus Edwards. I don't mean Latavius I mean, not that, I've nothing past you, but just to be no, clear, no, no, who no. are we talking about? Gus, uh, you, Latavius Murray. I, I was behind Tony I was, Jones on the depth. Yeah, no, 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 sorry. I was, uh, I was, I thought Latavius Murray was going to get signed by the Ravens when the Saints were rumored to be cutting him. Right. Gus Edwards. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah Latavius Murray is like 60-something. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards, I have a 21 in full PPR behind Chris Carson, ahead of your guy, Trey Sermon. What do you think about that? 
I'm 21 spot ahead of Trey Sermon. So that's okay. about as close as it gets. <laughs> okay. All right. Javante Williams, I have him at 24. Where do you have him? Yeah, I, I had him too low. I mean, the fact that they held him out those two games may be they do really like sign. him. Yeah. And, and I loved, I mean, like I said, Mike Clay has this defensive unit is literally the number one roster in football. And Teddy Bridgewater, the more you delve into it, he could be underrated. And they was monsters at receivers. So I moved him up to mid-20s too. I had him like 27, but I could see where, yeah, a few spots higher. Absolutely. Okay, I'm um, 24. Um, I mean, okay. Melvin Gordon, I mean, God, Gordon's going to come out there and split work. Gor and Gordon's like, a Thomas Jones, man. You can't kill yeah, Melvin Gordon. He's, he's, he's going to get work. I, there's no way they're going to get rid of him. All right, other controversial maybe rankings. Damien Harris. Damien Harris, I have him way too high. We'd be going over that, I guess. I have I'm, 27 now. 27 yeah. in full PPI. I have him like at the top 20 back, but I'm sure okay. that's obnoxious. Yeah, that'll be a mistake. Well, I, I just think if Ramondre Stevenson wasn't there, I might agree. I just think that guy might be good. And then know. who knows, right? Belichick's not going to be like, oh, he's, the, you know, I've got to be loyal to this guy. I mean, if it's weird, that yeah. guy failed his, his conditioning test and then looks like the biggest monster in the whole preseason. So yeah. go figure. But, but yeah, he, uh, he looks, he looks very good. Yes. Okay, I moved Michael Carter to 42. He was way up there. I just don't know what to do with the Jets. I have uh, Tevin Coleman at 47, even though he's the starter. I just can't draft Tevin Coleman as a starter. So I have Michael Carter at 42, and I have Ty Johnson at 50. How did, what did you do with the Jets backs? Okay, so I have Coleman at 65. I don't trust him whatsoever. I have 65. Carter and Johnson back, back to back, 41 and 42. Okay, I really like so Ty Johnson a lot. I really like Ty Johnson, yeah. I mean, I guess I should have, maybe I should bump. Coleman, whatever. I'm not going to have Coleman on my team. I like Ty Johnson. Okay. okay. You just don't want him. Ramondre Stevenson. I've been 48. Where do you have him? Oh, <laughs> now this is too high, but I, right now I have him at 36. I wow. mean, he looks like, one of, most, uh, looks like one of the most, looks like one of the most upside Upside. backups to yeah, me. Yeah, I'll I move mean, him up a couple. Just, I'm going to no. take him. You know who else I mean, I like? right Kim there Robert. with Alexander Madison. Matt, why, why is he any worse than, you know, I mean, there's Madison, James Conner, Kenyon Drake, I, you know, like Tony Pollard. I don't, I don't think Madison's good. I think he's just okay. But what about Chuba Hubbard? I have him at 43. Yeah, right there. Right there with him. Yeah, right there. Chuba right Hubbard's there, like, something happens to McCaffrey. 44. Like, that's it. Yep. That's the starter, you know? I have him 44. So, that's But consider okay. that the same tier with the 36 right. Stevenson. But right there. Yeah. So about 44 right there. Yeah. Yeah, I like all those Chuba, guys. I mean. Yeah, no, he like, no, I've read stuff on him I like a little bit more, too. It looks like he's going to be the clear number two. And yeah. who knows if McCaffrey, I hope it's not true, but that could be the start of just, you know, being right. injury the rest of his if career. He's like, yeah, he a small yeah. guy who was yeah. way tougher than it looked, but that, you know, he toughed it out a little too much. Like. Yeah. All right. So we're we're yeah, you know, you know, largely yeah. now similar. All right. I think that's that's uh, where do you have uh, Najee Harris? I have him at eleven. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. Uh, so I'm ahead I, of Aaron Jones. I guess that would probably be the one. Yeah, I have Aaron Jones at nine and Eckler at ten. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to end up at zero Eckler. I have He's zero a, Eckler. Part of the Yahoo crew too does a show with Liz Loza, but uh, I have him the thirteenth back. I just don't see him getting the goal line work okay. and withstanding, but. Herbert where, was where the number have, one in target percentage to running backs last no, year. No, I'm, I'm leading the NFL in receptions, like ahead of McCaffrey and Kamara. But I have him like 140 carries and like three or four rushing touchdowns. Right. So, I, I mean, he's still high. He's still 10. But all right, what about Antonio Gibson? Where do you have him? I have him uh, in, bet in between those guys. So 10th. In between Aaron Jones and Najee okay, Harris. Okay, he's I'm just a 12. weird thing with the turf toe. Okay, I'm yeah. 12. I, yeah. I've, I've a, he's got a Darrell. I don't know why I'm nervous about him. He's, he's supposedly over the turf toe. And he was good. And he was a receiver and he's going to get work. I don't know. I'm probably wrong about this, but I just have sort of a, I got Najee Harris ahead of him. I'm going to take, he's going to be yeah, going ahead of Najee Harris yeah. and yeah. I'm I'll get Harris nice. every time instead. 
Yeah. Yeah. It looks like there's 14 running backs that are going in 99.99% of leagues. Uh, the, four, the same 14 go first and then right. it gets becomes kind of the quote unquote dead zone. One thing I want to read you before we move on here is that I hear, keep hearing you say like guys like Mostert has no upside because of the volume, which I get, but I just came across this. So I just have to say this. So uh, over his last 17 games, 1,536 yards, 16 touchdowns. Right. Over is that two, upside? And he left you, half of them early. Totally. If you could have like a two-year span where the ones that he's healthy, you could cherry pick. He has tons I mean, of upside. Yeah, but that's what upside is, guys. Imagine Will Fuller. Well, imagine Will Fuller. That's how much upside Fuller he has? has a ton of upside. Yes, Fuller. Of course, yes. if you took three years High and floor, took his best sixteen games. Well, high floor, low ceiling. No, because you're looking at the wrong way. Because. It's we're high looking floor, at it differently. Low we'll just say we look at it differently. I'll say you're looking at it the wrong way, and I'll explain We're looking why. at it differently. <laughs> high in other words, if you can't play the 16 games, there's no upside. You, right. I'd okay. say in I'm DFS. Not, he does play the 16 games? Well, I, I mean, mean, what do you mean? It, I mean, In DFS, I would say he has very high upside. But in a full season, that lack of durability is, is a problem. That's the problem. That cuts into your upside. If you know that a guy can't no, it handle. it cuts into his floor. He's wins your league. Okay, He's this is the same reason. Back. It's the same reason why when I did my opportunity neutral ranking. So I did, I used to do these write these write ups, and I would like have if everybody got 250 carries, how would I rank the backs? And of course, like Kamara McCaffrey, you'd always be like one two because they would also get 80 catches or 100 catches to go with their 250 carries. But I wouldn't make James White number three because James White would never get 250 carries. So I would just omit those guys from the exercise. I would just not put James White or. Darren Sproles. Uh, I didn't know right. James White could score 17 touchdowns over a 17-game well, no, span. But you're missing my point. My point is, if a guy couldn't get that many carries, if it just wasn't in the cards, I wouldn't. I would just leave him out of the exercise because there was no point. And I'm saying Mostert cannot get 250 carries. Cannot. You disagree? Uh, okay. Uh, no. I, yeah, I think it's absolutely possibly. I don't think well, it's I mean, likely. It's I think it's most likely to get hurt. But it's metaphysically I mean, the lead back possible. On a team that's run, the lead back, clearly back who's going to run on a team that's going to run the ball 500 times. Yeah, I think he can run the ball. I think if he stays healthy and quits, I do absolutely think he can average 15 carries a game. Yes. Yeah, the thing is, if he, if he stays healthy, is going to be diametrically opposed to him getting all those carries, though. That's the problem. All right, right? we I mean, got it. Okay. okay. I mean, we can disagree guess, on that one. We got, I guess we got to disagree, but I, I try to look at like a guy's upside. Yeah, it's metaphysically possible he gets 250 carries, but like same with James White. He can get 250 carries. He'd be awesome. Anyway, all right. Yeah, we'll the okay. new Nick Chubb argument. The, the new Nick Chubb. You, you think most are. Last year we had the same argument, and he was great. To be clear, I think he's going to get hurt. I don't. I don't even. I don't even. I'm after Sermon. I'm just. I just think your idea of upside is wrong. But I guess that's the theory we're arguing about now. Not well, even. I, I'm arguing matters. his upside of <laughs> opportunity. His opportunity upside is limited. That's yeah, what I'm right. saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. Not. Fair. Not. Uh, not his. Not his quality of play on a per touch basis. All right. All right. Let's crush uh, our drafts this weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We have the same pick. We might have a lot of the same guys. So I'm going to take Taylor. You'll take Elliot. It'll be, you know, it's the, we'll split into different multiverses and we'll see what happens. Good stuff. What else? What else going on? So Giants um, are now losing. Not my, I talked last week bragging about my bets and my teams. Um, falling some apart. injuries have struck. Some injuries have Otani's definitely got hit. it. Don't and, worry about Otani. Don't worry about Otani. Okay. And then, That's but yeah, the, the Giants no are falling out of. The, the thing Otani has done already, like he could like get like just shut it down for the season. There's nobody touching him. Yeah, Vlad Guerrero is having an ordinary season. It's nothing special. Who? There's yeah. nobody even in. Who's even in the conversation? No, I think it would be Vlad. Yeah, Vlad has 40 homers or whatever. But yeah, no. no. But it's Ohtani not like a special. It's not, not a special push. season. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. over. So you got that. That's a big. No, he's like actually a good pitcher. <laughs> like, I mean, not a good pitcher. Great. He's like maybe the best yeah. pitcher in the AL. You know, like it's, it's insane. 
Okay, but what the hell was I just going to say? That I definitely want, there's one thing I wanted to talk about. And I, I was like, when we were starting the sports, I was like, I want to talk about this. And now I've totally forgot what it was, but we'll, we'll hopefully get back to it. Oh, I was going to tell a story. I probably told this before, but it's a good story. You and I were at the blackjack table in Vegas a couple months ago. And I lost a hundred bucks playing blackjack. And for me, that was too much to bear. I don't like to lose money. And uh, especially blackjack is such a stupid game. And you're like, hey, let's just go play another hundred bucks. Blackjack. I just told this story to my buddy, Corey. I just told you did. Him and you just saw me stack. Him. I went to cash app, stacked a hundred bucks with the stats said, here's my hundred bucks for you. And now that's like 170 already that, that hundred. So I'm feeling good about that. That was, uh, that was a, that was a win for, I haven't had that many wins this year, but I'm going to take that W right now. Yeah. And Twitter's experimenting with being able to tip in Bitcoin with lightning network. Who knows if that's anything, but, um, yeah, yeah yes. Well done list on that. I'm sure I blew the hundred on the blackjack at that moment. And yeah, no, it's, it's going in the right direction lately. The yeah, price. It's I, I didn't listen to the Marty Bent podcast, but they're saying that like, it's not competing in the crypto space anymore. It's uh, the environment in, in the yeah. energy space now yeah, yeah. where like all these energy companies yeah. are going to use yeah. it to, to mine. And that's going to, he said, he's like, that's not remotely priced in like that amount of mining that's coming online and the demand for a technology that can convert wasted energy into money. Think about that. Wasted energy, flared methane that would pollute the environment that's then captured, put into the mining equipment generating money that you can then send that energy that's stranded around the world anywhere. This is a new technology that's not just money, not just privacy. It's, um, it's an energy technology now. So this is converting physical reality into, a, into cyberspace immediately and getting paid for it. Um, and people are accumulating and like no one's selling and it's just it's, it's it's, all, yeah. I don't know, man. I, you know, we're just two dudes who lose in the super contest every year. Do your own research your own due diligence, but oh, um, start talking about that soon enough, even a survivor pick. I mean, I can already see me uh, oh, talking to some designers and oh, don't even tell well, me. I haven't even looked at the lines. Yet. I'm going to, I'm going to make my own lines next day or two and just like go into it fresh. I don't want to see any point spreads. I want to get oh. my idea of who I want. I don't want to like, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, have any biases. I just want to look Spoiler, at it clean. Spo- I will. Don't, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't spoil anything. Uh, I'm going to look okay. at it. There's don't just, tell me. There's not, don't I just want to say there's not an obvious. It won't be, it's not, uh, obvious. Uh, I've lost a week one quite a bit recently. I can, can and, I just say there's not even an eight point favorite? Sorry, I did. Uh, Sorry. Why did you say that, dude? You shouldn't Sorry. have said that. I'm fucking pissed at you for that. That's not funny. Sorry. I might have made one Sorry. a 10 Sorry. and then I would have been Sorry. like, Sorry. oh, that's you know, a 10. Just, Sorry. I actually should have done that. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. That's not a good Sorry. thing to do, man. That's Sorry. bad. You will if, be I made one, Sorry. if I made one a 10, I'd be like, okay. Not that's a big my... favorite is what I meant. Not a gigantic Well, now that favorite. I know they're all under eight, like then now. Sorry, I'm the worst. You can be pissed at me. I would have known not to make it a 14-point favorite, obviously, but I might have made a 10. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm sorry. I don't know how you've gone this far without looking at anything. I tried to warn you. I'm sorry. People start tweeting about the spread. I just like go like this right. and I just like mute right. them for a couple days and right. unmute them. All right. Well, just delete this part of the pod. Oh, it doesn't work. Well, no, I just, no, sorry, brain, man. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. But I, I love, I just love to like, sorry. you know, because you, when you come in clean, then you might, if I thought one was 10, you know, I, that might be good. Anyway, we'll, we'll just have sorry. to deal with that. As and long Jeff, as it doesn't cost us this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Jeff, no, Jeff, Jeff doesn't know. He doesn't listen to this podcast. So I don't know if you saw this. This one wasn't the thing I was going to talk about, but it's worth talking about. We're going long too in this podcast, but so I took ivermectin with my, when I had COVID last week, I went over or two weeks ago, I went over my symptoms and the whole thing, just in case people were curious. And I, and I threw the kitchen sink at it like Joe Rogan did. Okay. I threw, you know, a bunch of vitamins, ivermectin. I didn't get monoclonal. He's so rich. He probably got every, 
<laughs> he got everything like delivered to his house. But like, you know, I have enough means to get some prescriptions and deal with that. So I did. I saw a Rachel Maddow post where she was comparing it to Hort. She like quote tweeted some, I don't know, some like animal feed company that was like, people are turning a horse paste and we're trying to tell them not to. It was like mocking people. And I said, you know, why would you mock somebody trying to take care of his health to the best he can? And, you know, I took it. I don't know that that was the thing that got me better. I have no idea because I don't have the experiment where I'm the control that didn't do it. I might've been fine anyway, or I might not have been. I don't know. I will never know. But I tried it. I, I ascertained first always that there was no real downside, that this is a safe drug that you know doesn't have major side effects that millions, many millions of people, tens of millions of people, probably hundreds of millions in Africa have taken. And it's been a huge like wonder drug for worms and parasites and different things. So I said, okay, there's no downside. A lot of doctors on Twitter that seem legit to me were prescribing this and swearing by it. Guys on the front lines treating thousands of COVID patients. I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I just kind of like was like, you know, this is, this is wrong, what she's doing. Somebody's trying to treat themselves. It's not something to mock. They're trying to, you know, and like a million people were like horse pace, horse pace. This is like a psyop basically, because obviously like that meme is going around all of a sudden. I saw this guy, Jordan Schachtel. He, he had a thing that the Gates Foundation funded these, uh, a few of these entities that were promoting that. It's such a stupid trope because it may not work obviously, or it may, a lot of people think it works, but it's a drug that won a Nobel Prize for treating humans in 2015. It won a Nobel Prize. It was called a wonder drug by the WHO or super drug or whatever it's called a couple of years ago before it got politicized. And just to do that, you know, just to like come up with that, like meme Many about headlines, it. ton of headlines. Oh, multiple and, and, and to do that, Rogan, I mean, yeah. and, and, and then Rogan did it. Of course they did it to him too. But it's like, dude, like if this works and you're deterring people because you're embarrassing them for taking it, well, I mean, that's really crazy. That would be like going out if it ends up working. And again, I don't know for sure. There's a lot of studies that show a lot of promise. Like the studies are pretty robust. They're not like nothing's 100%. People are like, well, it's not FDA approved or it's not 100% proven. It's like, are you going to, it's like PNL says with fantasy. It's like, you're going to wait for proof after the guy hits four home runs in a week. Or are you going to, are you going to pick the guy up? Well, <clears throat> you're sick and there's something that people think works. Are you going to wait for proof? Or to the FDA or someone writes a peer-reviewed paper, or are you going to say, you know what? A lot of people are doing this and trying this. I'm going to try it. There's no downside. If it works, it's a huge thing. I got better. And if it doesn't work, it's nothing except an expense. There's no real side effects. So I don't know. It's just, it seems like if it does work, and again, I'm not going to say that it definitely worked because I don't know, but there's many studies that are persuasive and you're putting in this stupid psyop meme that you're, you're passing along, like you're deterring people from taking the treatment that could really help them. That's, that's like dangerous stuff. Like, why would you do that? Why would you deter somebody from a treatment? Like, I would never understand that. No matter what you think, you don't know. You know, I know it's really weird. You will get mocked for saying you take it. It's, uh, and, 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 and a bunch of very reputable websites and, and, and media outlets are, are calling it a uh, horse worm medicine when to be horse clear those are two separate things right one is for horse well, i mean, it ever, well, I mean same, it's the same medicine just like there's antibiotics used in animals and antibiotics used in people right there's aspirin used in animals and aspirin used in people of course we okay morons what when we look to develop a drug we test it on animals like because mammals mice are similar to humans like we're the things that work in mice organs often work in humans. The first thing we do is test it on animals. That's what we do. So if it works in animals, that's actually a pretty good indication that it might work in humans. Now it is two different packages and 
dosages and you know there's the prescription human one that's been prescribed tens of millions of times around the world to great effect for other purposes and repurposing uh medication is common yeah repeat repeat what you said it was literally called a wonder drug right whatever it's like a wonder drug by the who and i guess the who though well yeah they're not that credible anymore but but it won a nobel prize you know i mean this thing not that that's the most credible paul krugman won a nobel prize so i mean that shows you how shaky that is but the point is this is a medicine that's taken seriously it's not like some animal medicine and the fact that it works in animals is not an argument against it working in humans it just means there's also an animal version of it the fact that people actually are going to the to the place to get the animal version to vets and to feedlots or wherever they have it is because doctors are prescribing this and pharmacies at the behest of somebody are not filling it they're not they're just refusing to fill a medicine that might save these people and that's really sad and these people are desperate and they're going to you could probably dose it properly there's probably a way but that's way more risky than just taking the the human uh, intended preparation. So, but it's just it's just like if you're if you're retweeting that trope like, and you're like using that as an argument, like you're just basically repeating propaganda that you heard from your TV. You know, you're just literally you got programmed to say something that on every level is but, wrong, and you're also maybe just. But that's somebody. what's happening. That I mean, that is happening. That is happening. That is that is what the vast majority of the world we're living in now. I mean, that this is what's happening right now. I mean, I I've just tried to take a seat back and just kind of, kind of take take a laugh at the absurdity of what's happening uh, uh, throughout the world right now. But, I, yeah, yeah, but it's not it, funny though. You know, I mean, it's like it, <laughs> you, you, know, you don't, if you don't laugh, if you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah. Well, but no. But I'm. But it's people. Yeah. This is like upsetting. I don't know. I mean. Again, I, I mean, it's I plastered it. across the media all day today. The Rogan dunking, right? But, but what if? Everywhere. But what if they're? But what if they're wrong? Like, what if that actually is saving people? Like, and the thing about this is not about the vaccine because there's people double vaxxed who are getting sick, going to the hospital, dying. There are people who took the vaccine, got both doses, and they're dying. Okay, I don't want to argue about how many or this less. It's happening to those people. Shouldn't those people have ivermectin or vitamin C or aspirin or whatever the hell works in their cabinet? Shouldn't if you're double vaccinated and you get COVID, which people do, and you get symptomatic, which people do, shouldn't you have everything at your disposal? Should you be mocked out of trying to have something in your cabinet? I think people should have plausible stuff in their cabinet. Is it proven a hundred percent? No, it's not. A hundred percent proven is not something you wait for, though, if you're sick. Something plausible you take. Is chicken soup proven for the common cold? No. But if I get a cold, I'm gonna eat some hot chicken soup. I will. It's not the, it's not pure, uh, it's not pure, uh, reviewed, but I know that there's no downside and it tastes good. The ivermectin doesn't taste good. It's just a, a pill, but there's no downside. So if there's people who believe in it, who are working on the front lines and there's studies being done on it that are plausible and seems promising, of course, I'm going to take it if I'm sick. Of course. The downside, get the is, you getting owned, the downside is you getting owned on the inter- on the internet. That, or you don't have to tell anybody if you don't want, but I don't care. I'm not like, that's, that, no, that, was annoying. Sure, that wasn't even the thing I want to talk about, but that was just like, <laughs> if, if anyone who says that is just like, you're not only an unserious person about the issue. You just showed everybody that you're willing to just repeat whatever propaganda they put in the newspaper and just be a dutiful uh, drone oh, for well, them to, to do that. Um, yep. We see that. Yeah. That's happening. You know, constantly. It's like, dude, you're not even getting paid. Like at least the writer who wrote the hack piece is getting paid. <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing it for free. I mean, it's really embarrassing, you know, and people see, and I've been tweeting about this stuff. It's like, if you're fomenting hate about somebody who's unvaccinated, it's not that he wants to catch the disease and spread it and doesn't care about people. It's that he has his own beliefs, whatever they might be for not getting it. And he's not telling you what to do or what you should or shouldn't do. He's just 
didn't get it. And if you're fomenting hate about somebody who's just basically wanting to be left alone, a regular person who just for whatever reason, he may be totally misguided, but just wants to be left alone. I mean, look in the mirror, man. That, that's, you know, kind no, of you mock that. that. You mock team good mocks that and you're okay. You get encouraged too. you get all the likes. You mock it, man. You, mo you, you mock, mock the guy who, who wants to be left alone. Just, you yeah, know, you mock you it. Yeah. He just wants to, he just, he just wants to be left alone. And, and I do think like the, the framing of this is so important because it's like living your life, doing nothing cannot be a crime. It cannot be a crime to do nothing. It cannot be a crime to walk down the street doing nothing. You know, you're not, it's, how can that be a crime? How can that be somebody that you should hate? I, I think like if you believe that it's in his interest, that's great. If you believe that it's in the collective interest, fine, you can believe that. You might even want to persuade him to do it. And if there's people still not agreeing, then maybe it's a failure of persuasion. You know, maybe the people at the CDC and the, and the government haven't been trustworthy. They haven't been transparent or they've made these noble lies, you know, oh, you don't need a mask. It's for this. Oh, now you need a mask. And, and they've lost trust. Maybe over a period of years, they've lost trust. But either way, if you want a certain policy in a free society, um, you need to persuade. And the fact that some people aren't going along, is, it's not on them. It's on you. Not you, the regular person who wants that, but on you, the bureaucrat that's in charge of achieving this level of, uh, of vaccination. So to me, that's, uh, it's really warped that people are doing that. Let's take a break for our sponsors. There's one other thing that I wanted to say, man. I just fucking could not remember it. It was the thing I wanted to talk about. But anyway, we got sort of on this other shit. You have anything on your mind? Uh, no, Bitcoin. and what, Kind of crazy what's going on in Australia, it looks like. Um, recall. Uh, no, nothing. I don't know. We're going to throw those out as anything I can think of. But you said, we've said quite a bit. The Australia thing is, it's bizarre. Like, how is that even a thing? How is that possible? Like, how are they in a totalitarian? Like, how is that even a thing? I don't know. No, I, if I it's true, I mean, like what I'm seeing, it looks like, yeah, it's a little bit underreported. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looks like, pretty wild. How is that not like, how is everybody not like, whoa, like that's very yeah, scary. We don't want to do that. I mean, like, it, I, yeah, I think you've been a little paranoid uh, throughout this in ways. And then I look at that and I'm like, oh, 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 maybe. Oh, that's what Liz is warning about all this time. Do you, maybe. Do you, think, you oh. think I'm being paranoid or do you think I'm being... No, I, I, I just told you the truth. I said a part of me at times thinks, yeah, maybe you're being a little too that way. But I appreciate what you're trying to do and everything, all that. And I, and I, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. No, that's fine. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, do you think I'm maybe. Saying, but then I see that yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, and, well, maybe, oh, maybe the, maybe I'm off on, on that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do, do you like, do you think, because I think the bias is the opposite way. I mean, there's people who are paranoid and I'm one of them, but, but like that people just don't want to acknowledge how fucked up it is what's going on i have on. no idea why people are behaving the way they are and i can't even begin to, to try like, to get, understand it i i do not understand i don't know i i, I don't know i, I don't know it, it not just they're behaving weird it's like nobody wants to acknowledge what's kind of at stake because it's too scary people just want to like do their fantasy football and and not think about it yeah, right? Well, I mean, right because sure well, you don't want to think about this shit if you think about it you're like mm -hmm. me you lose sleep over it like it's not pleasant to think about this stuff Mm -mm. But like that means the all. bias is probably in the other direction. No, because right? everyone has their own problems in their own life. Uh, plenty, plenty problems. You don't need to search out anymore, man. I mean, everyone has their own their own shit in their own life. So yeah, why search out more? And if you want to find it, it's there, and it's dark. But I, I mean, like these problems are going to come for you. Like this isn't. 
oh, well, I, no, I'm going to get an argument I about agree. politics on Twitter I, in 2004. No, no. Like, that's not going to come for me if I just shut up and do my own thing. This, this is coming for me, I feel like. I feel like politics is coming for me. It's not like me getting involved because I'm just want to get into some fights or whatever. And yeah. No, I don't know. I, uh, September, October could be a wild ride here with the supply chain issues coming up. I don't know. That, Ho that's hopefully, another thing. And then, yeah. you know, when the flu and the new seasonality of the virus hits harder in the winter, you're going to see people advocating for some really sick kind of stuff. It's going to be, uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I know it sucks that this is going to be with us for a very long well, time. It doesn't suck if it's just with us. Like we have a lot of stuff with us already and it used to be very bad and then it just becomes like part of the background and the flu still kills people. I mean, it's not, it's not like a, it's not insignificant what it does. It's just that you didn't grow up worrying about catching the flu. You didn't think about it. I mean, you didn't want it, but you didn't think about it. And if this becomes endemic, that's, I mean, supposedly where, where this is headed. Anyway, probably talked enough about it, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, man, you got anything else? No, I'm done. Uh, anything from you? Um, I uh, listened to the Kanye West album. I was writing the other last couple of nights, Donda. It's pretty good. It's like got a gospel feel. I, I recommend it. I'm actually into the new Kanye album. Um, nothing else jumps to mind, though, now. That was a long Oh, Heather long said podcast. that uh, White Lotus she really liked, so she's going to oh, give you props good. for the. Good, good. I, dude, I get extra happy, especially when Heather says that. So good, good. Yeah, no, I love, didn't, yeah, I didn't you, see it yet. She stayed up okay. all night. If, if you uh, missed the last recommendation, White Lotus is six episodes, so you can jam through it, a uh, miniseries too. So uh, that's it, one and done. So Mike White uh, wrote and directed it. It's really good. Yeah. All right, man. Good, good stuff, list. Glad to have you back. Uh, right. We didn't plan to have last week's hiatus, and then we missed a day late this week, and you're jumping around the time-wise here, but we made it work. And I've been, yeah, just crazy busy times. But um, and we'll get into a normal routine moving forward and doing some uh, some picks and, and super contests and Survivor you know, some, and all that. Some, and I like, apologize yeah. Apologize again for that. That's no, no big deal. No big deal. That's no big deal. It's, uh, it's okay. All right, man. All right, All right dude. Later, man. Love, later. man. Later. later. later.